You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into postgame edition number three here on Spits and Suds on this Friday night heading into a Saturday morning. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. And joining me is Shapshot's EP Ringside, D Magazine, but most importantly, Sean Shapiro put an article in which he stated, when the Stars win the series, and clearly that was bulletin board material tonight, I blame tonight's game on you, Sean Shapiro. What say you? <laughs> if, I had the, uh, if I had the power to... Uh, if I had the power to, to, uh, to handle things to impact games like that, you and I would not be uh, having, well, we might still have a podcast, but I would, uh, <laughs> I would have, I, I, I would have, I would, I would be, I would have much more, I would have a much larger bank account. And if I had the impact, the ability to impact the games in that way, there's a, there's someone who would have given me a, a higher paying job impacting sports events a long, long time ago. Yeah. So. I didn't want to get involved, but it was, it was, uh, Friend and colleague Joe O'Donnell with friend and colleague yeah. Sean Shapiro. I felt like my buddies were going back and forth. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, and I, I give Joe. I mean, Joe is uh, he's the wild play-by-play guy yeah. and everything like that. And as I said, I mean, it wasn't for me. We actually in the copy, I originally had if or when in the copy, but with my editor over at D Magazine, Mike Pelosi, who does a great job, we're like, well before the series you, you made the pick and I'm someone who I'm willing to, if I'm wrong on something, I'm willing to be wrong on it. I mean, heck when the stars went all the way to the cup final in 2020, I picked against them in every single round. I'm willing to wear it. So we said, okay, it's stand by your prediction, stick by your guns. It was a reported column. So yeah. I have no, I have no, I have no regrets on it. No, it's fits. It's fine. But it does lead to the following because you know, you had mentions underneath and clearly on Twitter during the game, during the day, rants from both sides. And I was thinking today, you know, we had the uh, playoff series against Nashville, followed by the Winter Classic. So, you know, it was, a, it was a little bit of a rivalry. But to me, this is shaping up as a true rivalry, something that we've wanted in Dallas for a long time and haven't had it. Yeah, I mean, the Stars have not really... They haven't really. I mean, historically, there's been a couple like inklings of a rivalry, but historically, something the stars have really missed as a right is is a true rival that they see often in the regular season. There was a couple years where they knocked Edmonton out a couple times in a row, but it wasn't really the uh, it wasn't really kind of the you didn't see Edmonton all the time. Um, you have. Nashville, there was potential for Nashville, but but Nashville kind of wasn't good enough to continue to keep it up. Like 
Dallas and Minnesota, I mean, this is their second playoff. They're meeting again in the playoffs. There's a natural uh, animosity between the two sides, between there's almost a big brother, little brother feeling. And it's it's kind of funny. It's one of the weird, like, setups where, like, it's hard. Both sides can somehow claim to be big brother, right? Where yeah. it's like Dallas can be like, well, we had, we took, like, the why the North Stars left here, left you to come here. And at the same time, um, Minnesota does have the the hockey history and 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 the like so it's kind of a it's uh it, it can be a legit rivalry it's especially one that goes beyond the the ice and just for example the the north the wild trying to basically kind of co-op some north stars history as we've talked about yep. before and i don't know it, it's it's funny like stylistically right now too in the mac like on the macro there's definitely a lot for a uh, rivalry potential here but there's also on the micro there's two it's it's funny how the wild have kind of become what the stars were a couple of years ago where we were like the stars are kind of boring they clog the neutral zone and this year they get up and running and the thing that they're running into is a, a wild team that does that um I watched for me watching this game tonight. I got hyper focused and a little bit too nerdy on the, uh, and I, a little bit too nerdy on the neutral zone tonight and how both teams entered the offensive zone. That's actually over up at Shap Shots right now. Uh, should be up by the time we finish recording this pod. I, um, and uh, Minnesota tonight basically turned the stars into a dump and chase team and by my non-scientific math the most telling part of it was the second period um the stars had once again this is my not scientific this is my hand tracking but in the second period the stars had 31 there was 30 31 times the stars had a quote-unquote zone entry 21 times it was a dump in nine times they carried it in one time it was a passing but the Robertson Sagan hints line did not have a single clean entry into mm. the offensive zone. And when and that to me right there is one of the biggest differences in the game. You obviously, we saw it. We see Rope streaming around for a hat trick last game yeah. to second period of a game where Minnesota is able to kind of enforce their, their style. There's nothing clean happening for the, the stars top line. And, and that to me right there is kind of, if you're looking for a game in a nutshell standpoint, that may be it right there where the stars top line and the stars in general, they just couldn't do anything in transition. And the wild were able to kind of weather things and, 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 and handle things effectively enough until their players, their big players made the plays. The wild played this game like the, uh, it's very. It was very much like the the, the rope dope, right? Where you, uh, you you're willing to, you're not opening yourself up. You're willing to take the body shots. You're willing to keep the the things keep activity low. But when it happens, when you get that chance to break, you've got uh, you got you got your your big your big name guys showed up in the moment and. You don't, I mean, the Scar scored seven goals in game two, but we do have to start just having the discussion of, and this is the discussion I'm sure the Stars will have uh, 
to late tonight and tomorrow morning, you got to start getting something at five on five. You have to yep. start. I mean, I, I know like the Joe Pavelski absence is obviously hurting them a lot, but Jason Robertson, like he needs to be better. Like he has to be better. Yep. And this is something where you you're an 109 point player in the regular season and you want to be treated like a top player in the world. This is where you have to step up. This is where you have to show up more at five on five. This is where you have to do more. I mean, one goal for Luke and Denny on a on a dumping crash, yeah. and it was it was it wasn't even it was like it was actually one of the stars' worst chances of the game. It was Colin Miller dumping the puck in, and good good on Luke and Denny doing the the veteran thing to crash play. But other than that, can you really think of no. a chance that the stars actually had in this game? Like no. it, it's like like it's the only thing the only thing the stars really did effectively in this game, and it's just and, and I I would argue this is more so based on the wild just being terrible in this in this area as stars dominated the faceoff circle again but ironically enough in a night they dominated the faceoff circle they lost two key ones on power play on, on when they were shorthanded and so and that and that added to the inflated the the differential like the stars offense was was absent tonight and yeah. it was bad Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You know, you mentioned something small, and I want to mention something small because I think it told a lot about tonight. 1440 mark of the second period. Sagan wins the draw. It goes to Hintz. Passes it about four feet away to Robertson. And then... Robertson tries to pass it another four feet away. It gets away and back to the wild. And I just felt as though the stretch pass was non-existent tonight. I felt as though the speed was neutralized by the wild. They did a really good job. I thought there for the first time in the series, I felt as though there was hesitancy from the stars, almost afraid to make those passes and to take those chances. And I just felt as though, when you don't have that speed, they just fell, you know, I mean, it was clearly, it was obvious. They fell into the wild game, the slower game, the the taking of the penalties, the pushing back, which draws a penalty. Um, it just, it just didn't seem like, you know, I mean, I don't even want to use the term focus. It just seemed like they didn't have their game all night. And I agree with you. The quality chances just weren't there. I don't think they pushed Gustafson a lot. At all, in fact, no. I no, thought I thought I yeah. thought you know the net front presence wasn't there. Um, clearly, the shots on goal weren't there, and uh, I mean, dis- disappointing. I-, I do have to raise my hand. You know, listen, this is not a cheerleader show. I use that Tom <laughs> Gallardi term. Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm going to raise my hand and say kudos to the Wild. Mm-hmm. They clearly outplayed this team tonight. I mean, there was no like, you know, I mean, it it was it was clearly outplayed. They played their game, and at times, and this is this is the part that I worry about. At times, I felt as though the Wild showed the quick quickness. 
I felt as though the Wild got out in the odd man rush. I felt as though the Wild were clearing the zone really well. And listen, I'm not trying to pile on, Sean. I thought John Klingberg played really well tonight for the Wild. He did. Um, and it's something where part of the, like, I to use a, a good football analogy, um, the Minnesota Wild can be very much like watching like Navy or Air Force play football, right? It That's a good be, comparison. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the triple option. Um, it's the triple option. It's the reloading. It's a lot of dumping the puck in, but they, four to five times, eh, not four to five times, but three to four times a period, they have, they spring that play action pass like a Navy or an Air Force runs and, 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 and all, and, and, and it just stuns you. Like, for example, um, I, I, I put the, the goal for, uh, the goal that made it uh, the goal that the, sorry, the, the Johansson goal, obviously it's a great move in the end where he walks, where he walks him. But part of that play is um, Minnesota's like second goal. It's, it's a design play. They run where um, Klingberg throws the puck, throws the, he throws the, it's not really a pass. It's kind of the, it's the alley-oop to he's basically throwing a diagonal pass completely through the neutral zone, basically from yep. one blue line to the opposite blue line and his and um, Matt and Matt Boldy is the one who's going down, going over there and everything like that. And Boldy's job as the forward in that place to do one of three things. His job is to either just bump the puck by to the corner for another, just another kind of cycle of things to, um, to force the turnover or lay the big hit on lay the big hit. And so he forces the turnover on Colin Miller with speed and Johansson comes in and you, and Miller and, and Harley are kind of all disheveled and it leads to the pretty nice toe drag and finish. And, and it was, it was the stretch pass that they occasionally do. There was one earlier in the game, um, the shift before the Zuccarello goal um, came the wild had sustained offensive zone pressure and that came on a, a play like that where Kaprizov um, kind of ran kind of that route where he was now Kaprizov. I thought Kaprizov was really good tonight. Yeah, like, he I was. thought like, like, like Very for, for the space that, uh, that he has to play, like just the, like in, even a night where he had no points, right? Like that's like, he had no points. He only had one shot, but the way he kind of helped run their transition and the way he pushed them, I thought he was really, really good in, in, in those facets of the game. And he kind of stung Dallas a couple times on those stretch routes too. It's the stars look slow, right? Like yeah. they're not supposed to be the slow team in this series and right. they look slow and you know, who was also really good. And it's, people are going to, it's, it's, you're, Gustav Nyquist, man, he looks so good. Yes, again. he does. He's been very good for them. He so. he he really has. So, you know, you're an analytics guy, and every year it just seems like the person that isn't the greatest in analytics comes up big. Whether it's a Patrick Maroon or a Corey Perry, do we put Marcus Foligno in that category? Because what a night he had. Yeah, I mean, Foligno is a. I think Felino, I don't I don't have Felino's analytics in front of me, but I also think Felino has the uh, he 
if he's on the right cycling team and he's in the right setup, it works really well. I think he's a guy like he's a perfect. Uh, we've talked about Zuccarello on this show before. Uh, Zuccarello can play anywhere. Bellino needs to be in the right spot, and he was he was really good tonight. Obviously, he had the tip tip for the goal, which I thought was the right call. Like it's yeah, yeah, it was it was the right call. Um, he was. Uh, I don't know how many. The he had a good amount of hits too. Like yeah. it, I mean, it was. He, he impacted the game a ton tonight. Um, the the thing that was interesting to me about this game, just because normally, um, normally when one team normally when one team out hits another team as heavily as they do, like Minnesota had a twenty seven sorry twenty six seventeen edge in hits. Normally, when that happens, um, it's more so based off possession and a high shot difference too. But I mean, Minnesota only had one more shot than Dallas. It, it felt like this is, this was one of those where it just felt like it was complete implementation of a Minnesota game where the wild forced the stars to play their way. And that's the way the wild are going to win this series. If the wild are going to win this series.